The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Go get a cup of coffee in here, please. Same old crap every friggin' day. Damn good coffee and hot. Good morning, Mr. Not-So-Lobstery today. Good morning, folks. It is Thursday. It is Thursday. July 28th, 2022. Uh, kind of a overcast gray bad day over here. Hope it's better where you are. Um, <clears throat> no co-host today. Uh, not that one bailed on me. Um, nobody was scheduled for today. Seems to be an administrative mix-up by yours truly. So I don't have a co-host today. But Sam Berlin, uh, comedian uh, out of Michigan. I believe it's Michigan. Uh, he'll be with me at 10 a.m. today. Sam's a young man, very funny young man. Uh, comedian working, you know, getting started in the business, uh, got the right attitude, funny guy and, um, working, he's working it. He's doing, he's, uh, just graduated college, uh, in June and he is, uh, doing his open mics and stuff like that and, and getting, uh, getting some stage time under his belt. He also works in a cannabis dispensary and knows everything there is to know, <laughs> or at least from my perspective, from where I stand, everything there is to know about getting high, weed, that stuff. Uh, so it's it will be an interesting conversation for me. And if it's an interesting conversation for you, uh, for me, then and you and all of us, then it's a good day, right? Right, right, whatever. Here's what uh, the deal is. If... Uh, if you know me and you've been part of the show and you want to pop in and have a conversation, I will send you a link. Just uh, say the word. Uh, this is a very loose show today. Thursday, um, we got a call about uh, 10 days ago to play some gigs uh, Thursday nights at this place that I hate. <laughs> Can I Am I already bashing my places of employment? Um, and uh, it, it's a, a huge place, and it's back on the mile, a nautical mile in Freeport, New York. And the mile was where we got started, and it was a great place when we got started. It was amazing. It was an amazing feeling, but we ruined it. And Decibel Police came in with their decibel guns and checking, make sure you aren't over 86 decibels when you're playing. And this, they started building these big places. And the place we were supposed to play tonight, and are still scheduled to play tonight, is this monstrosity of a... It's like a, um, 
a Vegas hotel in the middle of a bunch of small pubs and, and, and places like small venues. And then you have this gigantic um, resort and we're supposed to play there tonight. Now, uh, the weather might have uh, other plans and it certainly looks like we got a 90% chance of rain. It's a two hour drive for me to get there. Uh, so I'm hoping to know at least two hours before showtime more than that, hopefully, whether this thing is called off. Um, it's one of those things you don't want. I didn't want the gig. Taking the gig because the band band, blah, 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 band members wanted to play there. Uh, but I, I just don't enjoy it at all. It's just too big for me, too disconnected from the people. But I took the gig. And then you get worked up for the gig and start planning for the gig. And then you don't want it to get rained out. But there's a part of me, you know, there's a show to be played. And I get excited about that and get up for it. So I'm mixed feeling, but probably going to get rained out anyway. Now, I canceled shows for tonight on my uh, nighttime podcast just to be able to do this. So that kind of hurts if it gets rained out. Depressing. But. It is what it is. That's my complaint for today. If you think my complaint stopped there, you don't know me very well. Um, Jess is supposed to be back with us tomorrow. Uh, and I look forward to seeing her. And uh, But that's always up in the air because she's an in-demand actress, Hollywood uh, property, <laughs> and could uh, could get something, let's face it, better to do than this. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so what's going on in the world? Well, you know, what's trending on Twitter suddenly died. People are blaming sudden deaths on the COVID vaccine. I think if I have the numbers correctly, or if I, I might not have the numbers correctly, so don't hold me to this. But I believe there have been somewhere between 12 and 15 million doses of the vaccine given out or injected. Four people have died suddenly, uh, and people are jumping to conclusions that it's a COVID vaccine. Now, uh, throughout the history of mankind, People have died suddenly. It's not an unusual thing. People have died suddenly all the time. Unfortunately, death is part of life. And we don't always know the causes. Believe me, working in the autopsy labs, 50 a year, 50 people were, oh, he died. And they weren't expecting him to die. Last year, my one of my best friends died suddenly. No reason. He went to sleep and didn't wake up. They still don't know really what killed them, even after autopsies and things like that. So it happens. But this is just the the state of conspiracy theory we're in, and it's driving me crazy that people, stupid people, (laughs) people who couldn't graduate high school or barely graduated high school, are leading the world with theories, and not even theories, hypotheses, hypotheses, 
that they're, they're just throwing shit against the wall, see what sticks, and making shit up in the wildest imagination. Uh, so that's uh, you know, it's it, this is the world we live in now, conspiracy world, uh, twenty twenty two, where everything, everything that happens is subject to conspiracy theories. I hate theories. They're not theories. They're fucking wild guesses by stupid people. Conspiracy wild guesses by stupid people is what they should be called. That's a little, it's easier to say theories. (laughs) We are brought to you. We are on on the Governor's uh, Comedy Podcast Network, and I have some news to share with that because I haven't even shared this with them yet. (laughs) I guess I better. Uh, Well, let's look over the governor's calendar. Before I talk about that news, um, what's going on at Govs this weekend, this week? Now, they had a kitty show. (laughs) Kitty show this week. Kitty comedy. Uh, I don't think they call it kitty comedy. Um, It was an all-ages show, but starting in daytime. Anyway, share screen here. Come on, dude. Wake up. Wake up, Strawberry. All right. Governor's Comedy Club. Governor's Main Room. I went over this Monday, but it's good to do it twice a week. I missed it yesterday. Governor's Main Room. Uh, Tonight is the 29th. No, 28th. So tomorrow night is the 29th. Nights of Rocco in the Giggle Room. Uh, Let's look at this. Knights of Rocco Comedy Showcase features all-star cast of local favorites, local favorites of the Long Island comedy scene. Do you people out there know the local favorites of the Long Island comedy scene? I bet you don't. I bet you I don't. These are the faces to watch out for as they climb the ranks of the comedy world. Climbing the ranks is a unusual thing to say in comedy. Uh, hosted by James Raniolo, a special guest, the return of Kevin Brogan. You familiar with any of these people? Long Island favorites. Uh, Ashley Rosen, Michelle McDonald, Jada Allison, Robert Griffo, Gordon Kutcher, Andrew Bergen, headlined by Steve Rocco Perillo. Uh, I think Steve Rocco Perillo's father owns a, um, a pool company or something around here. Um so that's what's happening tomorrow night over in the Giggle Room in in Levittown. The headlining is Joe Matarese. Uh In the late 70s and in the 80s, Joe Matarese grew up in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, with a dream in his head, uh, inspired by singer Tom Jones. Through the years of commitment and perseverance, he continued performing his stand-up act, which has grown it into a, a retrospective show called Remember When. This new stand-up show is Joe's nostalgic reflection of growth, family, friends, young love, video games, and music from the late 70s and 80s, and has become a soundtrack for the discovering of adulthood. Sounds like he's a boomer. <laughs> late 70s and 80s. Well, uh, maybe not. Maybe he was young in the late 70s and 80s. Uh, that's, you know, boomers became men in the late 70s, and men and women. Uh Joe is, has contacted me, and he's going to be on the show. I wanted to have him on the show to promote these gigs this weekend, but uh, that's not happening, obviously. And then uh, July 30th, stand-up showcase, Aragona Comedy presents uh, Dan LaRocco, birthday bash in the little room, Aragona Comedy. Uh, 
and uh, outdoors on the patio, Teddy Smith. Tomorrow, uh, that's Saturday night. Saturday night. I don't know what day is today. It's Thursday. Over in the brokerage uh, tonight, Chris Frangiola special. Tomorrow, Chris Roach, and uh, Saturday, Mick Thomas, and one more McGuire's over in Bohemia. The great uh, Long Island Laugh Off second round, which is a competition uh, thing they got going on there. Uh, then uh, tomorrow night, stand-up showcase, an evening of laughs, a special event. Stand-up showcase is more showcasing um, several comedians. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say how many they have on here. And then uh, J.J. Ramirez on Saturday night. So there you have it. That's what's going on at Governors. Hope you uh, get out there, support, support your local Governors. <laughs> support your local comedy club. A um, friend of mine just opened up a really cool, I got to forget the name of it, really small but very cool comedy club in Scarsdale, New York. Now, Scarsdale's oh, a trek for me. It's probably about a three-hour drive, but I got to get up there. It's a really small room with a, a really small stage, but intimate, and it looks great. And they have a couple of, they just opened up uh, Wednesday. When, what was last night? Wednesday. They opened up Tuesday, and have had some really killer shows. And I posted some videos of it, and it just looks like a great, great venue to see a comedy, intimate venue. Um, so there's that. Now, I mentioned Governors, obviously, and we're on the Governors Comedy Podcast Network. Uh We will also have a new sponsor as of Monday. I wanted to bring this up today because of something Dean just posted on Twitter about Joey Diaz uh, doing a residency in New York City and I want to go. I can't say too much about this, but I'm just going to say the sponsorship uh, is a comedy, another comedy club series of properties that Joey is um, involved with well entrenched in and was supposed to be uh, or I'm going to be talking up all his shows that are at their clubs so I'm not sure that uh, me going to a residency someplace else that he's playing is going to uh, sit well with our sponsors right off the bat. So, I don't think, I don't know if I'm going to uh, be able to do that. I, I, you know, I've never, uh, I shouldn't say, uh, the residency stuff, oh, I think that makes uh, com- comedians stale. I do. I mean, I like, I think everybody in entertainment, if you stay a little hungry, you're better. I have seen comedians at residencies in the middle of it and walked away disappointed. Like, you know, they've been here for two weeks every or three times a week, four times a week, whatever it was. And by the time you're halfway through that and you go to those shows, you can feel it. There's no energy there. So I don't know that I would be, I you know, I'd definitely love to go to a show with some friends from, this show and friends that 
have been uh, to other shows with. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make that one. That's all I'm saying. But so Uncle Vinny's Comedy Clubs in New Jersey will be uh, part of the program, trying to keep that. Uh, and we're growing to other comedy clubs too. I have I have things in the in the works for comedy clubs, uh, chains of comedy clubs, all across this great land, uh, and they are open to getting their comedians, the people who are going to be performing there, on the program. Uh, for interviews, uh, morning stuff, you know, is always a challenge with comedians. And, then, you know, it's, just, it's a matter of the clubs helping convince them to get up early and come on the program. But things are looking up, in that, and I'm excited about some of the prospects of the near future. If, we, if I can keep this train on, or on the tracks, uh, some really cool comedians will be joining us at some point. Now, last night on the Mind Dog TV podcast. All Things Paranormal, uh, Paranormal with Scarlett Peretta. Pretty interesting show, I thought. Uh, and I asked Scarlett if she would be uh, open to joining this program. I want to get, you know, I know I have just comedians on here, but I want to get some more people that will really rock the boat for the chat room. And, you know, I think there will be some really strong opinions that might add some flavor to the conversation. So I asked her if she would be interested in joining us. And I'm going to probably be getting some other... Next week, I, I have a guy on who was a drug kingpin in Miami. You know, it's like a cross between Scarface and Blow. This guy has written a book uh, called The King of Miami. And uh, he's going to be on the nighttime show. And I'm thinking it would be good to get him on the morning show to talk about some of his adventures in the world of cocaine dealership. The high-paced, glamorous world of cocaine dealership. I'm going to go over and say hi to whoever's in the chat room. Let me see who's there. Uh, good morning, Kevin. Uh, nice footage. Nice footage from uh, Lake Superior. I, you know what? I got a different picture of Lake Superior in my mind. Uh, good morning, Kelly. Uh, good morning, Dean. Uh, good morning, Craig. Morning, how's it? Uh, light, light in the chat room so far today, and that's all fine and dandy. Um, yeah, Lake Superior. You know, I, I pictured that. And I've never been to Lake Superior. Uh, the only great lake I... I want to say Erie, but... Uh, I've been to Niagara Falls. What is that on? I don't even know where... where. <laughs> um, great Lakes. Don't know, but I think of Lake Superior as a... body of water that can fool people into it being an ocean, being that big, and waves that and the footage kevin took it's it's a sheet of glass i never i never pictured lake superior to be like that at all again they have big ships that go out there ships sink you know they've had some must have caught it on just like a magical 
morning or something because that body of water is way too big to be that still. It's just, uh, you know. Uh, oh, Kevin said he's slamming the 44-degree water now for a minute. Yeah, I would. Oof. I've been in water that cold. Uh, your your limbs freeze up pretty quick, and I know that's not freezing, but it feels freezing. Uh, if you're a, a landlubber. <laughs> oh boy, I'm full of uh allergies here. Uh, <clears throat> so he picked a perfect time of night to fly. Water was still. I don't. I get it. It's the water like. That still often, or was that like once a century type moment? Uh, but anyway, best of eight nights we were there. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I don't I don't think of uh, Lake Superior to be like that. When I think of it, I think of at least three, four feet crest and waves and stuff like that. Like, like an ocean beach. So enough that would fool somebody who's a landlubber to thinking they were at an ocean if they didn't know any better. Uh, Got to tend to the allergies. Excuse me for one second. Okay, uh, now, I mentioned uh, Sam Berlin, who's going to be with us uh, at 10 a.m. And he works in a dispensary and knows a lot about, uh, about the things associated with uh the weed the the weed you know the weed you kids know the weed well we are sponsor uh new sponsor this week is the daily high club daily high club is a subscription based um how do i describe this a a subscription based paraphernalia and uh stoner equipment (laughs) <laughs> Stoner Equipment uh, Company that uh, you can get plenty of cool stuff, not just uh, pipes, and you don't need to buy the box, by the way. You can buy all the stuff individually. Uh, bongs, uh, cool, really cool bongs, freeze pipes and things like that, all sorts of assorted pipes, uh, smoking accessories, dab rigs, you name it. They also have... Uh, Really cool uh, merchandise in the in the lines of t-shirts, sweatshirts, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, cleanser stuff, you know, all, all sorts of cool stuff like that. Um, what do we got here? They got uh, infused Valentine's Day uh, recipes, uh, or, or book for, recipe books for people making their own edibles, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Daily High Club used the promo code MINDDOG, with over 1 million uh, weed smoking accessories sold, over 15,000 subscribers, Daily High Club is one of the leading online retailers of glass water pipes, vaporizers, and other in-demand weed smoking accessories. Uh, Daily High Club provides a marketplace with a wide variety of high-quality products and subscription boxes. Daily High Club has an active social media presence and numerous influencers, celebrity endorsements, including Tommy Chong, Snoop Dogg. Uh, they don't got Willie. You got to get Willie. Let me see you, Willie. You want? I'm not impressed until I see you, Willie. Uh, so Daily High Club, 
Go to dailyhighclub.com. Use the promo code MINDDOG, M-I-N-D-D-O-G, and you're going to uh, save on the uh, – You're going to save on everything, but the subscription boxes especially. Uh, So there you go. Accessories for cannabis culture. Is that how I want to describe it? Okay. Craig is writing copy for us now. He's not only doing the marketing for the program and everybody else and every comedian who ever lives gigs. Uh, On spec, by the way. He's also writing co- copy for the ads, and I appreciate that. We appreciate everything uh, Craig does here. Uh, what's Temps dropping from 100 plus daily to high of 86 tomorrow and 88 rare uh, July cold front. I don't know if I'd call 86 a cold front. I'd call it a heat wave breaking, not necessarily a cold front. <laughs> oh wow it's so chilly 86 degrees no i hear you we've had that here i think it happened two days ago where the heat wave broke um 100 plus daily temperatures it's, it, it, it could be brutal uh is that the time of day or already what is is it that time of day already oh is it yes it's it's morning it's morning here it's morning in America. Good morning, you pig bastard. Uh, speaking of pig bastards, uh, Dykes and Mann uh, will be uh, on to Jamie, if you want to join me, I don't have a co-host today. If you want to pop in and say hello so I could call you a fucking pig to your face, that would be beautiful. Um, Craig says 69 degrees this morning here in Albuquerque. Wow. Now that's a bit of a chilly, a chilly, chilly, chilly thing. Craig likes to say whales, not whales, doesn't he? Whales, not whales, beaches. He says, uh, so it was 72 here, 72 now. All right, we're playing the temperature game. Is this the, the weather show? Mind Dog's weather program. Let me see what we got here. First of all, you got to hold your phone right side up. Can you tell him a little bit, um, still sleeping? Can you tell? Of course you can tell. You see me like this every day and you say, what the fuck do we even want? Uh, so right now it's 77 degrees here, uh, but I have a 90% chance of rain today. Wait, did that just change? Oh, no. So my gig is not going to get, see, this is the problem. If I don't get rained out, now I've I've prepared myself for a rain out. And um that's not a good thing because I've been I'll be slacking expecting the thing to get rained out and then it won't get rained out and then I'll have to r- rush get my shit together to drive 2 hours and get all set up and and like that. So um Yeah. No, this is not true. This is absolutely not true. Tom is a great guy, but he is not. He is not a shaman. He is not a. Um, he's not a rainmaker. He's not. It doesn't have the power to send you rain. Now let's let's be real here. Damn allergies are fucking with me. Uh 
Kevin says, you know, people complain about bad forecasts, right? Because every weather station brags about how good their forecasts are. Um, I don't really station. I could just go by Apple weather on the phone. Uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe Walters wants to know, how about their Mets? Uh, no, I, I understand. Um, see, here's the thing. Steve Cohen, uh, <laughs> the Mets uh, owner, the owner of the Mets, has done a really cool thing. He's going to be he, – he announced that he's going to be buying all the entire team and everybody associated with the team, uh, the biggest televisions that are in production right now, so they can watch the playoffs. Um, <laughs> I know the Mets fans are all juiced up because they beat the Yankees two games in a row. Yankees with the best record in baseball still by far. And Met fans are all like, rah, 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 see you in October. They've been that way all year long. The Mets are just hanging on by a thread in first place, and I don't expect them to be. Because I lived as a Met fan for almost 50 years before I gave it up. And I've seen this act before. They are going to break your heart. They are going. <laughs> they are going to get you to believe that you are going to be in it, and then you're not going to be in it, and then you're going to be depressed all winter long. This is what the Mets do to people. So this is why I'm busting balls. And the people who don't really know me don't realize I'm busting balls, and they think I'm like a Met hater. I'm not a Met hater. I'm busting balls of Met fans who are falling for it. This is uh, what the Mets' 60th anniversary. They're falling for it for the 60th year in a row. They're falling for the Lucy football. They're Charlie Brown falling for Lucy holding the football for him. And I'm fucking with them on Facebook. Some people are reacting angrily, like they think I'm really serious about because I come up with the most absurd. You know, I said I said that the Mets were trading their entire lineup for uh, the Bridgeport Bluefish mascot. <laughs> now, if I were really uh, a Met hater, I don't know. I don't think it would be, be making something that ridiculous up. But So people are acting, they're, they're overreacting to what I'm doing. But I love it. The more they overreact, the more I'm going to fucking bust balls and continue that stuff. Uh, so it, it's fun. Uh, raining in Oklahoma, if anybody cares, this is, uh, I'm Matt, I'm Matt, meteorologist Matt, uh, with your national weather forecast, your worldwide uh, weather forecast. It is raining in some part of Oklahoma. If we look over here on the map, you can't see the map because there is no map. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to see what's trending over on Twitter that I can talk about while I waste time to see. Uh, till till Sam Berlin gets here. Uh, what's going on here? Um, eh, it's all politics, 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 politics. You know the the walls are definitely um closing in on the orange uh, marshmallow or whatever he is. Um, and things are getting really things are going to get. more bizarre with him the more a uh 
wild animal gets cornered, the more unpredictable, the more uh, just crazy it will act. And listen, Donald Trump again. I know, I, I know, you people hate fucking politics, and but this is really a personal thing. The man, the person, has never been held accountable for any of his fuck ups his entire life, and now he's really looking at. And I know, I know, I said yesterday, I don't think he'll spend a minute in jail. But he's looking at it like it's a real possibility now because there's a federal grand jury um, ready to indict him. You know, grand juries, they rarely don't indict. The whole purpose of a grand jury is just to give the prosecutor cover. So if you impanel a grand jury, the idea behind the grand jury it's just to come through with the indictment, and that's their job. Give me, give me a reason. Give me a, a platform to stand on for this indictment. That's what it, what it is. So, prosecutors generally don't impanel a grand jury if they're not really sure they can get an indictment, and um, it's pretty easy once they once that's done. I mean, because they the prosecutor controls everything. It's not like a trial. There's no um, due process in a grand uh, jury setting. It's just, um, it's just the prosecutor presenting his case and saying, "Hand me down an indictment." That's what it is. Anyway, the one other thing is uh, they got the warrant. The prosecution. Look at how dark he is. What a dark. It's Black Jamie Dykes is with us. The Black Jamie Dykes. What up, people? You know what I'm saying? God damn it. It's Black Jamie Dykes. All right. Just let me finish this thought and I'll be right with you. What, what, it says holy something in the corner. What? You got holy? You, are you holy? You're not holy. Yes. You, you're making jokes about Jesus with nails to his palms and, oh, home. I thought it said, oh, holy home. Uh, anyway, the thing with Trump is um, his, his attorney, John Eastman, they got a warrant to uh, take all of, all the information off his phone finally. And what that means really is to get that warrant, the prosecutors have to go to a judge and say, we know what's on the phone. We know what it's likely to say. And this is what, it, what the indictment is likely to produce before a judge will sign off on that. So that's what they got. Not looking good for Trump. He's getting nervous. That's my point. And a nervous criminal who has never been held accountable, is a dangerous person. It's like Al Capone backed into a corner. He's got a machine gun. Who wants to go get him? <laughs> that's, what, that's what Trump's going to be like. He's like a caged animal, unpredictable. Uh, thank God he doesn't have the nuclear uh, football with him at this point, but he's a dangerous guy. So that's yeah, all. Yeah. Is this um is this relating to the uh to the storm the capital stuff? Is this all sort of coming to a close now where he's going to get like prosecuted or something? Well, I uh, yes, but I believe he's got like Hitler. He's got like a a dark guardian angel. You know how Hitler lucked out so many times with you know people trying to kill him and he just didn't yeah. show up in the right. I think Trump's got that going on. He's had it going on his whole life. Like every. You know, his wife, who was just about to, uh, you know, turn state's evidence on him, just falls down the stairs and dies. Yeah, blood force <laughs> trauma to the gut or some shit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know the full ins and outs until I just read, like, 
the art, I think that the comment board paper was in uh, online the Guardian, and it was yeah, it, it's kind of it, it's very fucking sketchy, you know. It's uh, people just turn up dead when certain things. He's start really playing. lucky. <laughs> he's, he's an extremely lucky fucking guy, and I and also I I, I think is is a bit of luck, but I thought I, I think it's also like um a cocktail of just like um self indulgent arrogance as well, because he's gone through his entire life doing what he wants to do with zero repercussions he's always had financial backing and he's just always fucking walked a line of zero consequence who gives a fuck yeah so, so you, you're you good friends with boris johnson right you could get get him for my get him for the show. yeah yeah i can get bojo on you no problem he's not really got much to do these days he's um sort of uh being sort of forced into into retirement but then i think he's doing the trump thing now where he's basically saying yeah i'll come back uh. I, I never heard him referred to as Bojo. I kind of like that, Bojo. Bojo, yeah, it's kind of like a, a name given to him. Because uh, in his last, like, fucking uh, speech in Parliament as a as PM, he said, um, hasta la vista, baby. So whether he was, like, referring to Terminators, uh, sort of, um, I'll be I'll back and fucking messed up, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it's sort of, you know, reference, like, I'm going to come back. But wow. he's the same. He's gone through, like, like, like the like the Trump thing, he's gone through his most of his life and also his political career, just literally just walking down a line, not giving a fuck who's in the way, saying what he wants to say, doing what he wants to do. And he's got this, this, this swag of arrogance, which entitles him to get away with stuff. You know, it's, 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 it's wrong. It's crazy. Was he a rich kid? Was he born? A, a oh, yeah. Silver spoon? oh yeah. 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 He was, he was basically him and, a lot of the, uh, the, the 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 Tories, uh, even David Cameron, the, the Prime Minister a few years back, they were in the same school together. Uh, so they grew up together. They went to these private schools together. They went in the same circles together, and they were all, you know, all like they, they were like the 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 musketeers of of um, Eton, you know, just but they, they had no chivalry whatsoever, just self. You know, they, they believe the world owed them something. Boris Johnson's, um, he, since he was a child, I think it is well documented in some article. It basically said when he was a child, he wanted to, he wanted to be king, or he wanted to rule the fucking country. That was his ambition as a child. Wow. You know? King so, doesn't do, the king doesn't do anything over there, does he? I is, mean, is, we're, yeah, I know yeah, it's a queen now, but it is no king. We don't have a king. It's um, I I think when when you know Liz dies, bless her. Obviously, that it's going to be handed down to his son Charles, and he's going to be the king. But the, the, it's it's just I don't know. Not, Charles is old. He's he's old, a lot older than me. Well, that family has a, a, a tendency to live long. Yeah, time. man. There's one thing you can say about fucking Queen Liz, right? I think she's like the longest reigning monarch in history. I don't she's, just think what two hundred now is she two hundred or something? Two hundred. Pushing two hundred. She's pushing two hundred. Yeah, she's pushing <laughs> that age. Imagine uh, how dry that thing that uh, that vag must be. Fuck, man. It's probably. <laughs> I mean, she pushed out a couple of kids, right? And I don't think anything's been inside it since um, since the, the the last guy you know came inside and she forced out the last incest of a sprog wow but, um fuck the royal family it's um it's crazy how many people still think it's it, it's it's a necessary institution to have you know it's um why like, <laughs> it, they just think it's just i don't know it's i mean it, it's like an older generational thing but it's still like when when they have these these um the the, the royal weddings and wherever the, and the uh, the funerals 
you know, no matter what walk of life you come from, people always gather in masses. No matter, you can't say nothing wrong about the royal family on social media when it comes to a wedding or a funeral. It's like, oh, they're, they're our royal family. You know, yeah. I, I, no one really gives a shit, you know. When I was uh, uh, in the hair and beauty industry uh, and a lot of the English, a lot of the English hairdressers are from the upper class. They And uh, they treat, I mean, they made a, made me watch the the royal wedding, that was uh, or whatever the fuck that was, and I was not interested, you know. But yeah, it's a painful experience. Any 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 ceremonial thing with that much pomp to me is just um, it's cringeworthy at best. You know, it's um, it's fucking horrible. Uh, as a, we don't get it, Obi. I mean, I I don't know if anybody that really gets the whole monarchy thing and. Uh, the windows aren't even English, I think. They, I think their bloodline is German or something. Oh, uh, it's like um, I think, uh, her, I think Philip was like uh, he, he was uh, Mountbatten, which was I think is Greek or something, like Greek heritage. Uh, the queens are German descent, and some other bits and pieces thrown into the fucking incestuous cocktail mix too. Now, are you are you for you saying that? Are they going to come knock on your door in, uh, any moment and take you away and, and throw you in? Uh... Well. Fortunately, about living in the UK, probably the same as the state as well. You, you can say what you want to say about you know any, any sort of hierarchy. It's um it's okay. No one's gonna knock the fucking door. It's um you know let yeah, it knock. Carl, Carl walked past the the the, uh, the beef eater guy at Buckingham Palace and said, "Is she oh, dead yeah. yet? <laughs> Is she dead yeah, yet?" Yeah. yeah, I I can imagine Carl doing that. Just like she dead yet. It's, um, they they. Those those fucking guys just stand there like fucking eh. But um, yeah, I can imagine Carl going up with those guys and just saying something like that and just uh, getting zero response. Now, do you know about that job? Um, kids go to school wanting to grow up to be that, and like it, it must pay well. Or what, what's the deal with that job? The uh, not a fucking clue. I have no idea. I, I'm I'm assuming it's probably the same as like the uh, the Swiss Guard for the Vatican. It's um. It's probably something that you're sort of you're born into a specific family, which you know makes you believe that this is an honourable and respectful thing to do. Because obviously you've got to bear in mind when it comes to the royal family, obviously same similar topic to like the Vatican and stuff. They believe that they are. I don't know so much now, but there was a time where they believed that they were of like divine, uh, divine rule. You know, they were sort of uh, God's appointee on earth in a similar way to that the Pope is. You know, and. Uh. That's it's just insane that people would would fall for that shit. I mean, a few hundred years ago, yeah, you can sort of see how certain people would fall for that bollocks because it was kind of like you know death by the sword if you went yeah. against the whole family. But now you can you can pretty much say do anything you want. That's cool. Within reason. Um, so uh, you got a show today, and you're going to be helping people who have uh, sexual feelings towards their coworkers. Um, yeah. Anything. Um, where, where does that come from? Is that a real thing, or are you just like throwing shit out there for more? Oh, well, me and Carl were just uh, sort of. Uh, Carl wants to boff boff somebody he worked with. Is that the deal? yeah? Me and Carl were just sort of spitballing ideas about different things to do, and he said, "Yeah, we can do like a I don't know, like a dear Deidre thing." Where oh, it's like a dear Abby with dear yeah, and man. Just oh. Right into us, or say, oh, "I got a problem with my." my cat my cat has um cat cancer and i can't afford the vet bill what do i do it's weird shit you know we'll try and we'll try and help 
um you know another a couple of years ago me and a friend of mine and i discussed this with carl as well he likes the idea of maybe doing something like um you you have to basically uh become a defense lawyer for someone you know is you know inevitably guilty you know and you have to sort of defend their case so i think um we might move on to like being defense lawyers for the worst of the worst i Just, like that you know, is that hank um yeah he's oh i got some bad news about hank uh-oh he had um he went to the vets today he had a pre-op and in a couple of weeks he's having his balls cut off man oh well that's, uh, that, that, that happens to me too uh um, the dog buddy hey they, they, they did that to me too they do that to all dogs they do all uh, dogs do not go to heaven that will change his personality a little bit. He'll get a little more. Yeah, I know it did with me when they cut my balls off. I was I very tell. mellow for about six months, a year or so. Yeah, but he'll, he'll get back to his old self. Sorry, Hank. Uh, yeah, did he get to yeah. did he get to shoot a load yet? Did he get anybody pregnant? Um, as of yet, no. He's um he's like one and one and a bit years old, and he still hasn't like. Really? I would let him do that before I cut his balls off. I mean, it's only right. Like, just yeah. take him out into the woods, let him fuck some bitch, and uh, get her knocked up with like nine little baby Hanks or whatever. And then uh, you yeah. can cut his balls off in good conscience. Hey, man, I'm all for that. I'm definitely done with that. Um, I the the problem is, I think Keely doesn't want any um any stray kids running around. You know? don't have. It's, it's, nobody has to know. Like. With my dog, when I did it years ago, it just took him to the park. He found some, and we never stayed in touch with them. We we're like, yeah, it's like you do um, the Herschel Walker thing. You just knock him up and leave. Just knock him up and leave, man. Um, I like the fucking no child support, support well, no puppy support. Yeah, well, we've we've got a few weeks, so um, I think it's it's like actually, it's like. A Let me talk to Hank. Put Hank on. Hank, uh, <laughs> come on, dog meets dog. Now, Hank. You gotta, you gotta go to the park. Um, all right. So here's here's something. And if anybody, uh, we have friends in the chat room. If you want to help out with this, um, I'll listen to the Doug Stanhope podcast yesterday. Have you listened to the latest uh, episode of Stanhope? A, oh no, I haven't listened to the latest Stanhope one yet. I think I'm about two weeks behind, maybe. Let Let me tell you what he said. Do it. He was talking about going. He has a UK yeah. uh, tour coming up, and he yeah. said he's he's looking to go on podcasts. If anybody knows comedians in the UK who have podcasts, to get in touch with them. Oh, so shit. I said I went back because our numbers, the numbers on this show and the my evening show, do really well. I, I since and it started with you. <laughs> but Cardiff numbers have jumped. In Cardiff right now, I, I can look up the numbers, but last week uh, on one day, this show, and you weren't even on it, uh, I don't know, like you, you're not like a star in Cardiff, but <laughs> uh, we had we had 7,000 downloads of, um, I think it was the Jess episode. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. In Cardiff alone, we had another 4,000 in London and probably... I want to add something somewhere like 3,500 in Bath. So I got big numbers over there. So I, nice. you know, I'll just get the people to go out and say, hey, Doug, I hear you're looking for English yeah. and, and British podcasts. Uh, we, you should go on, yeah. on the Mind Dog TV, go back on the Mind Dog TV network and 
and promote your upcoming promote tour. Yeah. Your shit, Doug. Promote it heavily, man. Yeah, that's 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 good to know. I'll, um, I I think it's like mid September. I think he's he's yeah. in town, which is I, I that's where we're gonna go. So I'm looking forward to that. Hey, I mean, I might if 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 um paths cross, whether it be on social media or whatever, then I it may may try and hook up if he feels like doing a cheeky pod somewhere. But you know, it's it's one of those things. I don't I, I don't like to like be badgering people unless I'm drunk, like I done with the Brendan Walsh thing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Brendan. Uh, it, it was Brendan's birthday yesterday, and you didn't even wish him a happy birthday. I, didn't even know. I apologize to the Walshman. I didn't even know it was his birthday. That's the thing. Like Twitter, like Facebook, right? You'll have, um, you know, it's so and so's birthday or whatever the fuck. But you, you don't get that on Twitter, do you? It's yeah. But he he went out of his way to tell everybody it was his birthday. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I, he, I wouldn't do that. That's a that to me. That's a kid thing to do. I mean, children do that. Hey, it's my birthday. Yeah, but Walsh is very sort of, he's got that sort of like childlike comic mentality, hasn't he? You know, it's very- Yeah, he's back on his Peeping Tom stuff. He hadn't done the Peeping Tom thing in like two years, but oh, last, okay. last night he was back on the Peeping Tom thing. That shit cracks me up. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like I his uh, Rene Fabergé. I like them ones. Yeah. The Rene Fabergé. It's, uh, they're good stuff. But yeah, I'll listen to the Stano podcast and uh, get that fucking pig on. It's, uh, Jay to the Dizay. J to the Dizay. It's to do my it's to do my get up, my baseball cap turn backwards, yo. Wow. Turn that um, baseball cap backwards, yo. Now I'm saying foes. Yeah. So um governors, and which I don't even have the governor's badge up, do I? I Bye, governors. Where's the well, logo? There is. Yeah, so governors is uh, we're on the governors podcast network now, but I as you know, I think I mentioned to you, I reached out to Uncle Vinny's, and they have agreed to sponsor and provide w- uh, this show with some f- comedians that are performing there. Uh, Joey Diaz's show is sold out there, so uh, he, uh, he probably doesn't need any promotion. He's there for three days uh, this month, and all three shows are th- uh, sold out. Yeah. But uh, Dean mentioned this morning that Joey Diaz is doing a residency in New York City starting in September. Oh, uh, do I want to go to that? It's like I don't know if I, I don't. That's probably. I'm trying to be careful about conflicts of interest. So if I'm promoting him at this club that he does a lot of work at in Jersey, I you know for me to be going to a show in New York City while I'm promoting that might be a conflict of interest. I don't know where con- conflicts start yeah, and end. But just the opportunity, I suppose, to go and see Diaz live would be something fucking. Yeah, I'd rather get him on this program than go see than drive to New York City to go see him live. To be honestly, yeah, there's a bit I, of stretch feel, right? Uh, for where you are, Long Island to to the city, it's quite fucking a, a. It's like it's it, you might as well, I might as well go to Wales. I might as well just take a plane across the ocean. No, yeah, that's that's not it's, true. I it's lie. fucking. I we we were discussing this before. I like I think it was back end of last year uh, when I jumped on the 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 when you late shows. I think we were discussing the distance between here, the you know where I live to to Paris, yeah. and the distance between where you live to somewhere in the states, and it was just fucking crazy, you know. It's uh, yeah, because the UK is, you know, relatively small uh, compared to vast, you know, to, to, to the states. It's um, yeah. Uh, Dina told me Jersey and New York City are different worlds. It's a different world. What, what wasn't that a whole? That was a show in the eighties, a, a spinoff from the Cosby, Cosby Show, a different oh, world. Oh, so Vinny, uh, 
Uh oh, what do you get? Work work calls? No, nah, it's a fucking sales call. You just know the numbers straight off the cuff now. It's um they bounce through randomly. Yeah. This is the thing. I you might be able to answer this. I I've never been bothered to Google it. So you'll get a phone number and a number will call you, right? And you'll know it's a sales number because you recognize the numbers. Sometimes you answer them and there's just like um I don't know, like an automated voice, but sometimes you'll answer them and the line will just cut out after like, you know, a few seconds. Yeah. Just dead. Are they is that a way of them collect can they collect data? No, what it is is uh they they mass dial more as many people as they can and they only have a certain number of operators and if anybody picks up the operator will jump on that. So if they hear a voice but too many people pick up, they don't have enough people to actually man I'll call them back. Uh, right. It's uh it's a similar solution than I thought, but there we go. It's just bullshit then. You know, a good way to end that, and I've I've started doing this recently, is I pick up the phone, and if they ask for Matt Napo, and I know it's a salesperson or something like that, I say, no, uh, I've been getting a lot of calls for him. I I just got this phone. I've been getting a lot of calls for him. This isn't his number anymore. And they say, okay, thank you. We'll take you off the list. Yes, take me off the list. That's exactly And you're off off the the list. Yeah, so that's my new thing is tell him, uh, no, he must have died or something. I just got this phone. Yeah, yeah, nice. Sometimes He's I just give dead. the phone to my boy, and he'll just basically pick up the phone, and he'll just start talking absolute nonsense on the line. If it's an individual on the other side, they just hang up. Uh, one back, when, back when I had a student loan, and this was like 20 years ago, I, I got, you know, the, the uh, collection calls for the student loan. Yeah. It was entertainment. I would have a guy on for like an hour, arguing with me and getting like getting schoolyard uh you know rank outs <laughs> from bill collective going back and yeah. forth i remember one guy getting really angry because i used i was explaining to him and i kept calling him dude like dude you don't understand i don't have any money right now and i'm not I, oh well, you got get your checkbook out and i'm like dude and then he started getting really angry that i called him dude he kept saying don't call me dude so I was yeah. like upping it up, like, listen, dude, I'm gonna call you a dude all day long, <laughs> but, yeah. and like all that shit was going on for like an hour. I'm not kidding, an hour on the phone keeping this guy working. And I was like, you gotta realize the whole time you're fighting with me, you're wasting your time. You're not gonna get anything when there could be other other uh, people who owe you money. You could be calling. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the first lessons I learned in like sales was um i spent some time on the phone sort of just getting into like nearly arguments with customers or potential customers and that's when i was told just to sit the fuck back and let you gotta learn sometimes just to drop the fucking line and move on to the next one because you are just just wasting just wasting time the uk fits in new mexico when we have a room for most of iceland i think that's a plan we should we should ask uh i don't even know who's in charge over there anymore so if they want to move the country to new mexico uh, think, as long as they get Epstein's uh, manch- ranch or whatever that is. Yeah, them. yeah. I think we should definitely do that. I think it sounds like a plan, you know, because um, we can't really go um, that further afield anymore without traffic jams at the ports because, uh, you know, thanks Brexit. But, uh, yeah, maybe we should chuck ourselves into New Mexico. We'll, um, I'll fucking take that one. Yeah. No problem. So, so speaking of um, uh, sales calls and shit, um, this is a few years ago when we still had the landline plugged in. Um, we kept having the same repeat call 
Um, it was from every couple of days you get a, a phone call. It was about buying a new phone or whatever the fuck. So um, I preempted that they were going to call. Um, so I went on YouTube and I sort of um, prepared a clip. Do you know the film Glenn Gary Glenn Ross? Mm-hmm. Albacino. I love part that one. He, 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 there's a part where he explodes, Albacino. You stupid fucking cunt. Yeah. Fucking idiot. I I got that fucking segment ready to go. So when they thought I was playing it, I don't give a fuck who you are, whose nephew you are, whose dick you're sucking on. I'm going to get your job, shithead. I was just this guy on the phone. Sir, please calm down. Oh, I'm going to Mitchin Murray. <laughs> He's like you Albacino. Yeah, that's brilliant. I'm gonna have to, um, I'll dig it out and I'll send it to you. It's fucking it's 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 quite I ruined it by talking into the phone as well, but um I played the whole clip, it, it went really well. <laughs> this guy on the phone was going, Sir, please, your mouth. <laughs> it worked well, it worked quite well. Yeah. Um I had to call support for a friend's website hosting yesterday and it's a local u.s number it's a, and i call it and my cell phone comes up vietnam like what yeah. are you fucking sending me to vietnam for it now i'm talking to somebody in vietnam who uh, first of all i have hearing problems anyway but if your accent is is that bad i can't tell what the fuck you're saying like put on somebody i can understand but uh yeah that, those people and sometimes i curse at them and they get upset like that, but I never call him a cunt. Uh, I, I'm I'm reserved with the cunt. I only I only in in extreme cir- uh, uh, circumstances will I go to because you know in the U.S. that's a Stanhope was talking about that on his podcast too. How different languages are uh, different things are permissible on U.S. radio that are not permissible on U.K. radio. But thing, other things that are permissible on UK radio are not permissible. Like you can call people—I don't know—not call them on a cunt on radio over there. Uh, but like he was saying, the word retard—you could use that all day long on US radio. But if you did that in the UK, you'd be in trouble. And I forget what words he was saying that you can't say. Yeah, I—I I, I don't listen to a lot of radio. I listen to it during the daytime if I'm uh, at work, and it's usually like. Um, uh, LBC and stuff, but I'm not sure what the ins and outs are. But I definitely know the word retard is for some reason it's one of those big no-nos. You can't, you didn't even hear it on modern TV shows anymore. It's just something that people just don't do. I know Ricky Gervais likes to throw the word out quite a bit. Yeah, um, he pushes the boundaries with. Um, he got a TV show on Netflix. What's it called? Um, Afterlife, and he really fucking pushes the boundaries. Oh it's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I got. I'm gonna have to watch that. You know, um, we are. Uh, speaking of those spam calls, I'm getting one now. I'm not gonna bring this in. It said spam risk. Spam. So it's gonna have a one. It is a clip in Afterlife, right? He's walking past the school, and his nephew's being bullied. So he says to the kid, "No, fucking leave him alone." And this kid's like fat and ginger, and this fat ginger bully kid says to him, "Fuck off, pedophile." So Ricky Gervais calls him over. He says, "Come here. If I was a pedophile, I wouldn't fuck you, right? You fat little ginger cunt. No, fuck off." <laughs> and he just squirms off. Right? So, that's just Gervais, man. He's yeah. He, he's got it's um, it's the way you know it it rolls off his tongue. I think is the way he writes things as well. It's uh, yeah. Is he is um 
controversial over there? You know, people get worked up over his stuff over um, there as they do over here. Probably not as much as they do in the states, but um, yeah, it does. It gets on people's backs. You know, it's um, again, it's it's one of those things. You you have not got to listen to or watch anything he does if you if you if you easily offended. You know, it's like Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr's another comedian in the UK. He gets quite a lot of flack every time he releases a special. But the last special he released. Like he was at the fucking cusp of what will be called cancel culture, you know. I want to play. I don't know if you've ever seen this clip. I want to play it because speaking of the word retard, it's in here. Wait, Wait I gotta make sure the ad. Oh yeah, so the ad doesn't play. Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna share this. Ba 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 ba. I don't know if you've ever seen this clip. Have you seen the mind dog clip where Ralph calls me a retard? Uh. <laughs> no, this I want to. I want to see. Go. Here you go. Uh, that was but Matt was one of my first friends I, I ever had that I, I picked myself you know like that I got to pick to say hey I want this guy to be my friend and we made friends kind of thing you know other than that it was the neighborhood kids across the street who were in kindergarten you know and I got grandkids in, in first grade now so it was a little bit we went to elementary school together and then from fifth grade we moved to middle school you know it's scary in middle school because you got kids coming from all the different elementary schools in our area and they all meet in the middle school and everybody's got to be tough you know so me and matt were in the gym we had gym one day and we're in gym and we're getting ready to do something and this this guy from a different school Duval Gardens, i think his name was michael bates and i guess he was trying to make his bones you know but he gave Matt a shove or something like that. And freaking, oh my God, like the whole, here comes retard, man. <laughs> Sprung. And he grabbed him and lifted him and stuck him on the wall. And we were kids. Well, he still had the mustache. Hilarious. Slammed him to the wall and froze him up there. And I, all of a sudden, man, my chest popped out. I said, yeah. I was like, yeah. And then he put him down. And then he was just mad again. Brilliant. Anyway. Um, that's, that's a boss. The boss, man. I like that. <laughs> retard strength is great. I've seen that clip before. I've seen that video, not the one you just showed, but the video within the video of that, yeah. that kid picking up that bully and smashing him down. <laughs> is that what he was like? <laughs> that, I guess uh, that's not exactly the way I, I remember it. I remember... Um, that kid Michael uh, Bates was just taunting us and saying shit, and uh, it just finally got pissed off. And I just went over and I grabbed him. I did stick him on the wall, uh, and he, he banged his head against the wall. I got in all kinds of trouble for that. I don't remember just going back to being Mister Calm after that. <laughs> My see what you just said then is like I've I've experienced that over the years with a few people. Like My brother was one specifically okay because my brother he's he's younger than me by a few years but he's a lot bigger than me and he's a strong motherfucker right but when he was a kid he was always a bit bit of a pushover and a bit timid and he would always get not i wouldn't say well he's not he get pushed around a little bit by his friends you could say and they always like looked at him like the punching bag because he was always the the weaker one but one day he came in and he was really upset and my mother just basically marched into the door and she said, right, because it was a few of the boys on the front waiting for him. 
So she took him to the front door. She opened the door. She said, get out there, give him a fucking hammering, and you and ain't coming back in his house until it's done. So he went outside, give this boy a fucking pasting, and since that fucking day forward, nobody looked at him sideways. <laughs> just it's like what you were just describing then you know it's a similar similar fucking thing yeah yeah you know those quiet kids and i was a, a definitely a quiet kid those are the ones you don't want to push too far i mean because yeah, yeah. they they bend they bend but when they when they are done bending uh it could be trouble enough's enough yeah because he was um because one of his i was this is a couple of years ago he was in a pub he was a bit younger then like i don't know 18 19 this is years and years ago and he was by the bar, and there was this older, bigger sort of guy there, just eyeballing my brother. I think it's probably because he was the bigger one there, and you always get these people who see the biggest one, and they think, you know, oh, I want a piece of that so I can build up my rep. And this guy kept, like, provoking and provoking, and my brother said, look, I do not want to fight. I ain't going to fight. I'm out with my friends. I want to enjoy my night. But this guy wouldn't leave her alone. So he went for my brother. My brother, in one punch, just basically fucking smacked him to the ground, and my brother left his drink and he said goodbye to his friends and got a taxi and went home because they ruined his night. He said, this is just, I, don't, I do not want this. Like, I just don't need it. And he got a bit upset because that's what he had to do. Wow. But um, but now he just don't give a fuck. You know, it's, uh, he's... He, what does he, he, your brother do now? What, what is he, he do? He's what a plumber. He, by plumber? Trade. Yeah, yeah, he's a plumber by trade. Is he's, he happy in that life? Well, he's, he earns a good bit of money, you know. So uh, I know um, money is not the key, yeah, but the key to happiness. You know, he's a, he is happy, you know. He's uh, he probably wishes he could do something. I don't know, like football or he's his knees are fucked now, so he, he's resort, resorted to playing golf. But I mean, he's happy, you know. He's got two kids like me, two dream crushes. He's got uh, a nice. You know, I I I understand that, and I I'm happy for people who can find happiness in that kind of life. I don't get it. I just don't get it. like because to me, and that's a one career profession, right? You do that your whole life, yeah. Man, uh, like after ten years of that, I could see it would be really cool the first couple of years. Yeah, I'm plumber. I'm learning plumbing, getting good at it. Love that. But once you've mastered it, and you've been doing it ten, fifteen, twenty years, it's like. Dude, there's yeah. got to be more to life than getting up every day and, pi and working with pipes. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the same with a lot of fucking jobs, you know? Like, even like if you're, like, let's just say you're a, you're a high-rolling fucking stockbroker in the city, right? And you earn, you, you're able to fucking work the system, make yourself X amount of money. And then they start to buy bigger cars and do more drugs. And that, I think that's why, like, in the 80s, there was such that big thing of fucking stockbrokers living the life that they lived. You know, it was... They were like the rock stars of fucking Wall Street, and there was nothing to do other than earn the money, and then they go and spend it on the big party, fucking high lifestyle, you know. Yeah, that's why I've had so many careers is because I get bored easy with yeah, you with get that bored easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin is uh, my guest today, Sam Berlin. Now he's a young man. He's missed the show once before when he was uh, scheduled to come back because he overslept because he's in, you know, twenty-one years old. You sometimes you don't. You sleep through the alarm. You're I up like the night. I think that's probably what he did today. Uh, but Kevin has become the voice of common sense uh, uh, and obvious ob observations. <laughs> Money removes a lot of problems common people face, but there's no cure, but it helps. Uh, to that, I would say, yeah. 
<laughs> definitely fucking helps. And I've noticed as well, um, it's always people with money who quite usually say, well, you know, money isn't the key to happiness. It's usually the people with money who, who will quite often say that to you. I say it. I say it, and I don't have money. Uh, and I, I kind of... I'm at a point in life where um, it's definitely happiness is far more important than the money. Uh, I, I just need yeah. enough. Uh, and I, I said this last night. I lead a very humble life, a uh, very small, uh, humble home, not a big fancy home here. And I live in an area where there are a lot of big fancy homes you know, or at least people buying up the property because the property is beachfront property and in demand and a lot of rich people want to buy me out or see no. me or, or see me destroyed so i have to move out but i don't i don't need anything man i fucking hook me up with with what what i got i don't yeah. need anything more i got too much stuff as it is get rid of stuff I mean, things get things will never my yeah. thing here's my thing my thing about things is we we kind of look at something and we want it. We have a lust for whatever it is, a new guitar, let's say. Yeah, yeah. And I say to myself, well, that guitar will not make me happy. If I'm unhappy, that guitar is not going to change anything for me, Getting having that guitar. I, I won't be happy by having that guitar. The only thing I, you know, I... It's not worth it until I can be happy without it. If I can be happy without it, then I could be happy with it. <laughs> yeah, so buying a materialistic thing isn't going to make you happy, right? So you got you got to find the root cause of why you're you're unhappy in the first place, and then and, and try and try and fix it. And it's easier said than done because right. I think if if you are really like if you feel down, depressed, or like shit, I mean, I've done it a couple of times. I've sat down and I've had a really long, hard think. Or, as to why I feel like I feel. And you just think, how the fuck can I change this? And then you got to think, well, I've got to change the way I, my lifestyle, I've got to change my job. Then I've got to potentially run the risk of obviously having, uh, you know, a worse phone than I got now because I can't afford to pay that one. And I've got to cancel my Netflix subscription. number. It's, it's a fucking long winding road, man. If you, if you really take a step back and, and think, but, but ultimately, if, if changing a lot of things in your life makes you happy, then it's probably worth taking a bit of a financial hit, you know, by yeah. changing job, for example, just little things you can do, which have a financial impact. But if it's going to make you happy, which is the decision I took, which is why I'm leaving my job the end of October, I'm taking a nice bit of money and getting a new job and um, going to work from there. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, good for you. Took a step back and I thought this ain't fucking worth it, man. It's uh... I'm too impulsive. My whole life and a lot of a lot of jobs were like this, or a lot of careers or, or starts of careers. I yeah, just, I just walked out. I, I no notice, not, you know, just that's it. I fucking quit. I hate this fucking thing. It's it's. I'm not happy here. See you later. Uh, and I've had people like you know, supervisors or. Uh, superiors in companies like where are you going and i think i'm going out to lunch or something i fucking quit that i'm going yeah. to california fuck you get the fuck out of my face <laughs> i'm leaving and i'm taking this fucking pen too bitch you know it's uh uh-oh uh-oh who's uh we got the police uh uh-oh we are the calling irs the calling the police calling the police so don't forget to tune into of dykes and man today kitty winkles 6 p.m uk time whatever the fuck yeah, it, it says, 
This, uh, this is from my voicemail transcription. Hello, this is a secure phone call from the state headquarters at 4800 Signature Drive, Raleigh, North Carolina. You are a selected winner of the Publishers Clearinghouse Sweepstakes and association with Star International. Your claim code is, and anybody want to write this down, my claim code is 702-948. You want to call these people back. Uh, and uh, basically, I, they're saying I want a 2022 20, uh, Mercedes-Benz, brand new uh, 2022 Mercedes-Benz. Congratulations. Please call our claim department. Amazing. Yeah, it sounds like... That's as I'm saying. I don't need any things. I'm winning a Mercedes-Benz. This is how the universe works. Uh, yeah. So I got to go. I got to go get my car, man. Yeah, he's off. I'll take over the show. You go and do what you got to do. We, we have, like, in the, probably the same as the States, like you just had then, we have these fucking stupid morning shows, right? And every morning is, like, you know, if you phone us now and you say the code word, whatever, you got a chance of winning a luxury fucking car but the average person who's watching these morning shows hasn't got a job i only hear them because i'm working from home and if you win a fucking 120 000 pound merc or whatever you can't afford to keep down the fucking road you're too busy watching daytime tv shows right you can't I'm, gonna call, I'm gonna call these people back let's see do it uh, see what uh, happens fucking pigs I, I'm I'm gonna be here till about half three, another fifteen minutes. I gotta go and cook barbecue. Yeah, you do whatever you need to do. It looks like my show today is gonna be uh they won't let me call them back. How about that? Come on, we're a Mercedes, man. Sell the Mercedes, buy some iPads and Macs and shit. Nothing. Nah. Come on. Audio iMac. Fucking pigs. Nothing. It's a scam, brother. They would probably ask you, though, to fucking put a, a payment down. If, if you just pay $10, then we'll, we'll secure your place in the, in the raffle or whatever shit. Hmm. Ringy-dingy. One ringy-dingy. Come on, you're going to scare me. You got to pick up the phone. Get up. I'm going to come and kick your fucking ass. You fucking people don't know how to run a scam. They're piss poor, man. Absolutely. Do you hear voices? I'm hearing voices, and it's not on your end, right? There's nothing on this end. It's like changing lines and shit. It's really weird. Bizarre. Oh, come on. Pick up the phone. You're We're wasting their time here. Get the fucking answer in the phone, you pig. I'm hearing, yeah, there's people in the background there. Yeah, someone's gone to lunch and they're just taking their headset off and thought, fuck it. I'm not going to change my status. Yeah, fuck these people. Oh, that's a loud one. Last chance. Last chance to steal my money. Yes. I'm giving you a chance to rip me off. Now, don't balk on it. I still want to do that thing where I call in businesses I don't work for and call in sick. Yeah. That's a good one, yeah. Be a good one. Oh, hello, 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 scammer! You son of a bitch, scamsy! I want my Mercedes. The man just wants a Merc, you know. You motherfuckers! Give me my Mercedes. Goddamn! You people suck. Give me my car. 
Could you afford yeah. to keep that fucking milk on the road though? Like we were saying, it's crazy, you know. Yeah. There was one in um, another fucking one in the UK. They were offering like multi-million pound homes on the coast, like giveaway prizes. Right. It's, if like, you get a new I, Mercedes, uh, if they get if you win a new Mercedes, I think the insurance rate for in in America, like if you're even if you're a good driver, the insurance rate on a brand new vehicle that's going to cost a hundred thousand dollars, you probably you got to have collision on it. Uh, so that's going to be probably like. I don't know, fifteen hundred dollars a month, two thousand dollars a month. Oh, for sure, for fucking sure. You just yeah. want a bill. You want a fifteen hundred dollar a month bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And usually, that's why these people they they will say, yeah, you can win a car, but you also get seventy thousand pounds tax free as well, because they know you need that seventy thousand pounds to fucking get that car on the road in the first place. Yeah. You know, I would just be selling that puppy for for things that I actually want. You know. Not need. I don't think we need as much shit as we buy, but we all want shit that we don't need. So, you know. We, we got the chat room worrying about paying bills and stuff. Uh, uh, Bill Schmelz. Just go on the black web and just like fucking auction off a kidney or something, you know? Worrying about uh, paying bills takes a lot out of people. Well, only if they haven't learned to not give a fuck. Yeah. Learning yeah. to not give a fuck is a Like, because like, Will, William, when he uh, couldn't pay his rent, he was two hundred dollars short on his rent. Was freaking out so bad that he went to rob a flower <laughs> shop. Now the I the dear there is to not give a fuck because, especially here in America, I don't know what it's like over there. Eviction process can take six months a year. Like oh, you because you're a day late on your rent is no reason to go get yourself a ten year jail yeah. sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um. Yeah, we, it's the same here as well because, um, you know, they will always have, like, TV shows of, like, um, landlords trying to evict their tenants because they are, you know, piss poor. And some some of these landlords are, you know, right to go through the process because they haven't had a, a payment in months and the house is basically left to run derelict, which is fine. But all these people do, they, they just keep going to court and they will, you know... I've done it many times to try to evict people out of here. People we took in off the streets who had nothing, give them yeah. a room, and then they refuse to leave after they rob you, and you still have to go to court and get them evicted officially and all that stuff. In fucking sane. It's absolute bonkers. It's like now there's, um in the UK, we're going through a huge fucking energy crisis, right? Where the um the energy bills in October are looking to go up by another, I don't know, fucking 30 40% or whatever. So, but I used to, I still work in an energy company, but they, they can't just disconnect someone's energy um, if they don't pay their bill. It's same as evicting someone. It's a long, lengthy process to go through to cut someone's electric off, you know? Yeah, I would see that, especially in like winter heating stuff and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, if, let's just say, for example, you, um, I don't know, um, you need, um an electric fan as well as your central heating to keep you warm uh because you know, you have 80 joints um you could just say no i you i need electric on at all times because i have joint issues and therefore i need this electric fan near my bed and uh, they can't disconnect you because it's a care of duty because you've got a medical concern and issue they can't cut you off man so point being is there's a scam right not even a scam there's a grift in the system they want to charge you stupid money to keep your, your lights on you play the fucking system. You phone up your energy company and say, sorry, 
I need electric on supply because I may have to have an oxygen tank or a fucking an electric heater in my house. And they'll put a little note on your, your account to say, dependent on this because of this medical condition. Fuck yeah. you. I'll pay what I pay when I pay. Oh. Whoa. You know? Yeah, that's... Yeah, so I never stress... I used to be the kind of person who Kelly's talking about worrying... I don't. I don't fucking worry. What's gonna happen yeah. is gonna happen. Day I'm on Kelly's side. I, I I do naturally worry about some things sometimes, but not too much. But that's because you're young. Once you get old, you yeah. you lose you lose your worry muscle. I lost my worry muscle. Kelly, work the system. To my pants somewhere. Struggling to pay a bill. Look into it. Look look in look in how you can work your way around that. You know. I'm an old person. I'm a I'm a senior citizen. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Throw me out on the street? I can't. I'll never make it. Offer offer small payments. Um, yeah. So you owe us, you know, three thousand dollars or pounds or wherever the fuck we are in the world. You say, yeah, I'll, I'll pay like you know five dollars a month to cover yeah. the fee. Can't afford it. No, sorry. Come to see me after I'm dead. There'll be a line. Up. Yeah. Uh, I, I know you got to go, but um, I got a few ten minutes or so. You got got uh, Dykes and Man coming up today. Give people a um. A, a reason to tune in. Yeah, come on, get them excited. Give me your big promo. Like, right. this is your one chance to really entice people to really get on, subscribe, uh, tell their friends to subscribe, share it. I, I shouldn't have to do this for you. Come on. Let, I'll do it now. Basically, Dykes and Man is probably the greatest podcast out there at the moment. If you um, are trying for a baby and you or your partner is infertile, you come on the Dykes and Man fucking podcast. We will fertilize those eggs so fucking hard. You'll be pushing out fucking triplets, quadruplets, the fucking works, man. Can't afford to pay your bills? Listen to the Adikes Man podcast. You'll go and take a shit, you'll be shitting out diamonds. You know what I'm saying? I know that. You know, well, that, the, that, the roof that's is falling down on your fucking head, tune into Adikes Man because the roof will not fall on your head. Instead, what will happen is the wind will blow it onto your stupid fucking neighbor's car and it will kill their dog. Oh, fuck. I, you just hit a fucking nerve there. You hit a nerve. That was pretty good. Uh, you know, you probably could use one or just one or two few fuckings in there. Yeah, but uh, my neighbors, because I live, my property is a hill, and yeah. then my neighbor lives up on top of the hill, and she doesn't do anything to fucking maintain her property at all, except once a year she has the guys come, uh, illegal immigrants come <laughs> and <laughs> clean and do her yard, but they blow yeah. the shit That's down the. Down the hill onto my property. That's the way yeah. they clean her yard. Right. Uh, it's, it's. I don't want to start a war with her over it, but I know it will kill her, and then I'll be a really bad guy because she's got some yeah. health problems. So if I, if I start arguing with her, she's probably going to take a stroke and die. She could get a clutcher. Yeah, yeah. She could be another one in your uh, of your like uh, victims in the in the in the crawl space. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we know how those bodies end up there, don't we? Yeah, I do. Uh, well, your, now, now you're pulling my cover. Your garden's pretty fucking steep, right? You've got a pretty, like, steep di garden. Di different areas, like, it's really right. steep. Like, in the front, it's just, like, hilly. But in the back, I have uh, two different hills. One that goes up towards where the deer live out back in this. There's a uh, hole in the ground where all these deer live in the back of my property. And then the side stuff here, to going towards the neighbor stuff, is like a like a 45 degree slope so it's a perfect ski hill <laughs> for her to, and she has a pool and she empties her pool like every year 
with she just brings the hose over to the end of her property so it points down the hill towards my house and then my basement gets flooded because of her fucking pool water coming down the hill dirty gashy ass stench pool waters in your motherfuckers like people have no courtesy and she's like what am i supposed to do i was like i don't know what you're supposed to do but you're not supposed to point it down the hill at my house yeah shouldn't she just buy like a pump system and just like do it like Spit it fucking elsewhere. Yeah, that's what she does. She pumps it out of the pool. <laughs> oh, yeah, on your, your Well, you know what I do, yeah? What we're going to do is is next time she fills the pool up, you go in there with, like, fucking, like, gallons of hair removal cream and just pour it into the fucking pool. I'm talking gallons of the shit. So when she jumps in, she comes out fucking bald, you know? You know, uh, her daughter, her adopted daughter, is a fan of this show and she's probably watching right now. Hello, Allison. I'm t- I'm t- I'm thinking about <laughs> I'm talking about you. Hey, Allison, these are jokes written by Brett Brock and not, not produced by Matt. They're Marvel. not jokes. I think she, I think she knows. I think she knows I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah, just in case, blame Brett Brock for writing the script and this was produced by Karma on this episode. Was, so, uh, yeah. So, but uh, what I want to put out there is, Allison, if you're so inclined, please don't uh, tip it off. If we, if we w- want to carry through on all these plans, please don't ruin them for me. That's all. Don't because you're in, you're in for the inheritance. You're going to get all, if she goes. Yeah. Yours. Yeah. Um, we'll also give you the, the, the leftover hair from the bottom of the pool as well. No, you know? Allison's a cool kid. I like her. Uh, so cool. I like Allison too. She sounds, yeah. she sounds okay. Eric, uh, Elvis Costello liked Allison a lot. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm I'm reaching now. All right, I'll let you go. You have a good day. What do you What do you do? We got. Um, I'm gonna my uh, Kitty's coming back. Uh, she's taking my boy and his friends to the local town just for an hour or two. So they're gonna come back. Gonna cook them some barbecue. Um, I'm working on my set for the Edinburgh Fringe, and then I'm gonna prep then for a Dyson Man. All right. How How do you work on your set? What do you? you... Uh, just basically. Um, uh, rewrites, just rewrites and rewrites. Is there, any, isn't there any place you can go and just kind of test it? Some of it because you haven't yeah, been. At- there's a few. There's a few um, uh, open mics around. In, well, there's a lot of open mics around in Cardiff. Um, but again, it's just like getting. A, I'm just being a bit lazy at the moment as well. But I'm I'm doing what I'm doing at the moment. Just a. I, no, I, you I, can't be lazy. You can't. We, you can't afford to be lazy anymore. We're gonna have to yeah, come over there and play, light a fire on you. It's it's part laziness and part being ultimately fucking busy. But I'm in a position now where I'm starting to like, like I said about you know, having a chat to myself, refiguring out what I want to do and making decisions in my life and tuning into different directions. Okay. So I'm in a position now where I'm, I'm feeling better and a bit more positive about things. I've got a lot more time, a lot more energy, or, I, or at least I'm making time and energy. So I, I feel a lot more productive within myself. So, uh, Why don't you become a coke dealer and snort the product, and then you'll be you will, won't be lazy about anything. Don't get high on your own supply, and then I'll have uh, the big men knocking my door, breaking my legs because they can't afford to pay for the drugs uh, that I. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I guess that's a, a good enough reason not to become a. Coke hell dealer. yes. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great day. Thanks for popping in and, and saving no forty five minutes of the show. We'll see no you later. No problem. Speak soon. Tune in later, kids. Bye. Dykes and Man of Dykes and Man at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, make sure you watch that today. Report on anything um, that they might say about me that might be cast me in a bad light. I want to know about it uh, so I can retaliate. Um, look, <laughs> looks like Sam is definitely sleeping. <laughs> My guess that this has been one of those weeks. Uh, I wouldn't tomorrow. 
uh, Sam Stewart. Uh, I think Stam will show up. Sam Stewart, a, a, a road warrior co- uh, comedian, uh, will be with me. And I think, as of now, uh, Jess uh, Paul will be my guest co-host tomorrow. And uh, barring any late-minute bookings, last-minute bookings for some kind of uh, film project or commercial project or something like that, she will be here tomorrow. Of course, she is a quite in-demand um, actor, filmmaker, um, artist. So you never know. She could get something that's um, more lucrative, more interesting than this. And th- that would just include about just about anything. <laughs> anything and everything you could think of is probably more lucrative and more interesting than this. Uh, so there's that. Anyway, I think I'll probably cut it short here so I can go... Um, stress out about whether I'm going to have a gig here or, or not. Uh, what does Kevin say? Dig a hole, get a sump pump, and pump it back up the hill. Uh, you know, you know, I have holes and sump pumps. You're not understanding how big this property is or how how big the hill is. This is not, it's not like a, you know, it's a 12-acre piece of property <laughs> and the hill the hill is probably no exaggeration. They're probably about two hundred and fifty feet high and about uh I don't know, three hundred feet in length. They, you know, you're not pumping up you're not pumping up forty thousand gallons of water back up the hill with any sump pump. It, it just doesn't happen. We have sump pumps around all our basement windows dug in as a trap so that because so because of this problem, but no, thanks for that advice, but that, that's not practical. And uh, I have to, uh, like, have a, a Hoover Dam. The Army Corps of Engineers come here and create a system for me to keep that water out of here. Uh, not going to happen. Anyway, sorry to disappoint again uh, with the uh, guests and the co-hosts and the falling down on the job by me. I'll have to fire myself. That's all there is to it. Uh, So anyway, I don't have a show tonight. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Coffee with the Dog. And hopefully I will have my guest co-host and I will have my guest show up. So that's the show for today. I'm going to end it right here. Thanks for coming. Uh, Govs, you got a half hour early off today. Um, Wow. Yeah, no, it wasn't one of those ghost pools. Anyway, um, so that's it. I'm, I'm out. Remember to turn on your radio. Have a great day. Bye for now.
me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me,